There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. After a serious car accident, people have two questions. Why me and what now? Well, no one knows why you, but I'm Terry Crouppen, and my law firm Brown & Crouppen sure can help with the what now. Car repairs, medical bills, lost wages, pain and suffering. We're Brown & Crouppen, and we've got all those answers. All you have to do is call. 222-2222. Because what we are in our core is movement shit. And we don't have time to just sit around and wait for something to happen. We go and get it. Now, most of the time, we do sit around and wait. But boy, there's sometimes, not so much. And that's who we are. If there was one sentence that described us, it would be sometimes, not so much. You need the video too. It really brings I'm watching the video. Look, everybody, James Carlton's in the studio. Hello, James. He's fresh off the trip to Las Vegas. How was it? It was great. It was great. Here's the thing I would recommend if anybody wants a sports wager. I I watch a lot of football, but I'm throwing darts. I don't have an edge at all. Mm -hmm. But some of these guys do it for a living. You can pay $80 for a weekend's worth of games, split it between your friends, and we went 5-0 out. Oh, now you're going back to Vegas next There's week. There's a shipment. And, and honestly, I've never seen anything like it. Not even a sweat until the Rams and Lions game. Yeah. Every other, like the over on the Browns and Texans covered by halftime practically. Yeah, dude, The Packers dude. plus seven plus the over was, I mean, a sure thing by halftime practically. It was unbelievable. I've never seen anything like it. The Chiefs, I mean, the Chiefs just crushed the Dolphins. Yeah. There are a lot of Chiefs fans out there, too. We, we ended up watching that game. I don't know if it was Circa, but it was Circa yeah. Sports Bar. Because I didn't see, like, the big stadium thing that they market, mm-hmm. you know, where you pay, like, 200 bucks and, like, sit in the theater. But it was a cir- uh, just a sports so bar So you were at Circa? There. We went to Fremont for that game. Yeah. Right. Yeah, How so much money you I don't win, know what, player? Yeah, it was, it was, it was enough to uh, where my wife's not upset about the trip. Let's oh, put it that way. Wow, 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 <laughs> But you know what wow, she is wow, upset wow. about, Doug? What? Is all the Taylor Swift slander this morning. Uh-oh. Oh, man. Well, it's not don't slander. Upset the sponsors, it's, just, <laughs> it's just wonder, trying to understand the whole phenomenon. Well, let me ask you, are, are you moved by any musical artist? Does anybody just kind of just get you to the core? Well, sometimes you hear a song. Glowworm. Glowworm would be one oh, of them. That's a <laughs> yeah. bang, bang. Because like discography people, of I'm not them. saying she's not talented. I'm just saying I don't necessarily get why she was the one chosen to be this mega all-time superstar. Well, I think because she just speaks to certain people. And she writes her own songs. She plays guitar. She plays piano. You know, I respect all that. I'm a huge Springsteen fan. Most people don't understand why. He's not particularly a great singer, but I just love his songwriting, and it moves me, and I believe him. That's the key. Do you believe what they're saying? Now, what they're doing for the Chiefs game, and my family's guilty of this. My older sister 
and her daughter, who's 16, went to that game because they can get cheap t- cheap tickets just so they can say they were near Taylor Swift. Cut it out. They probably couldn't whoa, name whoa, whoa. four players that were playing in that game. Obviously, Mahomes say and Kelsey. Near her? Yes. I'm not being, and I don't think they're that's alone in weird, that. kind of weird, doesn't it? I think that is a little odd, but I mean, that's what people are, are doing. I mean, people probably did that with Michael Jackson back in the day and Whitney Houston and what have you, but I I like and respect her game. Uh, she's She's gone from genre to genre. She's usually not in trouble for bad things, you know, puts yeah. on a good image and, and uh, writes her own songs, and I tip my cap. But you're going to come around. You'll come around to Taylor Swift. Well, Swan. I'm not saying I don't like her. And, I, and I see it. that she's got lots of talent. I just don't see what makes her unique from other artists. I think it's the the a, songwriting a them, and all that. A lot of them play their own instruments. A lot of them can, they have to, to be in the musical industry. They have to know something about music. For pop stars, do you think a lot of them write their own songs or play their own instruments? Uh, a lot of them play the guitar. Yeah, a lot of them play the piano. Maybe so. Maybe I just don't know enough oh, about man, pop no, culture. Like, like a Billy Joel or oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm not, that, that, genre, that genre is different. He hasn't written his own song in like 20, 30 years. He he said he. I heard this on Howard Stern. He looks at the keys and they're like shark teeth trying to bite his fingers. He hates writing music. It, I mean, he yeah. he just refuses to do it anymore because there's so much pressure. But no, that's a. I mean, Elton John, Billy Joel, Springsteen, you know, all those guys wrote their own stuff for for the most part, played their own instruments, and it's different now. But she's kind of that throwback, and I think that's why a lot of people like her. Uh, there's something there for sure. That's my soapbox there. Hey guys, it's 32 degrees and snowing in Destin currently. <laughs> Is that true? I haven't checked. I don't know. But Jack Jones was the handicapper. Free plug. He was the handicapper we bought for 80 bucks. Jack Jones bought handicapper. You know, they'll sell you their picks. His tips? Yeah. His tout mm-hmm. sheet. That's right. And boy, am I glad I did. Because if I was just throwing darts, I would have taken the Cowboys, of course. I would have, too. I probably would have taken the, I don't know. I, I just probably would have not been successful. Let's put it that way. But it was a great time. Boy, this Jack Jones, he knows what he's doing. I guess so. Yeah, I guess so. Now, there was a, a singer back in the 60s and 70s named Jack Jones. You suppose it's the same guy? I mean, Tip of the cap if he's still making sports about six <laughs> years later. Yeah. Him and Musburger. Uh, <laughs> Wayne Newton's still there. Did you see Wayne Newton while you were out Is there? Is he really still out there? I think so. I mean, he's got to be 90. Barry Manilow's <laughs> still putting on shows. Good for him. No, I did not catch Barry Manilow or Wayne Newton, unfortunately. Mm. That was right, a mess. Let's see what I got here for you, uh, James. Uh, Jack Jones, 7-3 and three Saturday. Uh, featured 2-0 and NFL sweep with 25-star Browns. You like that, Doug? 25 stars on that game. <laughs> Browns, <laughs> Texans over, and 15 stars on the Chiefs minus 3.5. He's 187 and 132 in the NFL, 110-65 in the NBA, and 72-54 and on college basketball. He has 20-star play on the Packers and Cowboy, 20-star play on the Rams and Lions, 20-star NFC total of the week. What was that? Was that the Packers over? I guess so, yeah. Uh, headline Sunday's five-pack. 187 and 132. What kind of, uh, is that like 68%? Is that right? That seems pretty good. Oh, that's insane. I will 68%. say, he, he's got some cheesy names. Um, AFC wildcard total of the year. AFC Annihilator, he called the Chiefs. And, oh, you uh, like that? The AFC no. NFC No-Brainer for the Packers plus seven. Really? <laughs> He's got these cute names for him. 59%. 59% is still pretty good. Well, he went 100% this week, and that's all matters to me. How could that have been a no-brainer, though, as well as the Cowboys were playing undefeated at home for like NFC No-Brainer. It's fun with alliteration. Well, I know, but <laughs> how, how could you have picked that game as, as one that, oh, sure, the Packers are going to 
beat the Cowboys. I, I no guess trouble. I guess that's the Cowboys postseason history and Dak Prescott and so forth. And, and that narrative played true. I mean, that was the Cowboys had averaged, I think, 35 points a game at home. I mean, they were yeah. they were really, really good at home this year. And and I mean, on the surface, I, I would have thought they would have mopped the floor with the Packers. I would, too. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I don't pick my own games. Yeah, Doug, the key to being a talent is being so overly confident in your pick beforehand. And if you get it wrong, you never said anything about it. Yeah, probably so. Yeah. Well, you talk, right, then you're like, well, logic tells you that you're not going to win every bet. Yeah. Or somebody got hurt or, you know, they lost a coin toss and they were never the same. <laughs> uh, somebody sent in a screenshot of Dustin. It's 37 degrees and windy right now. Sounds great. For Wind chill weather. advisory. Yeah. <laughs> well, the whole South is getting hit. Doug's a square. I'll take his bets. That's from Chairman Steve Wildwood. <laughs> yeah, that's why bet? I don't bet. Yeah. It's the things that look very obvious to me don't seem to work out that way very often. And that's sometimes, yeah, that's that's kind of what you look for sometimes is if they're like, I think Tim watches where that money's going or where the public's heavy the on The only one that st- has stood out so far has been the Packers and the money, and, and it was the perfect storm. Is that, that easy to look up that information? Yeah. Or do you, like, have a source? Okay. No, I don't you, have a source. You, you, can, you can subscribe to get that information. Okay, okay. You're going to have to pay Jack Jones again. Jack Jones. <laughs> right. Jack Jones is the, is the man. Getting a free plug today. Mm-hmm. Uh, guys, I like the Lions to win it all. That's from Jack Jones. So he listens to the show. <laughs> yeah. well, I'd love to see the Lions win it. It kind of feels like a magical type of year for the Lions. Kind of like the Rams had in 99 when they won it all, where everything just kind of came together for them perfectly. For sure. Oh, I mean, that was great to see a home playoff game. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's easy to root for the Lions, absolutely. And they it's got a guy from the Highland, Illinois, right? Sam LaPorta. The yeah, LaPorta. And their uh, punters from Ledoux High School. Right, Jackson right, Jeff Fox. Fox. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, think he's make, I think he's making seven figures punting that football. Did he beat you out for that punter job at mm. Ledoux High? I never once had any inkling of playing football ever. Why? Not built for he's it. He's a hoopster. Not built for You're it. You're tall yeah. enough to be a punter? I can't, I can't kick. <laughs> I'm not good at it. Also, Jameson Williams, Cardinal Ritter. That's right. They're St. Louis's team. Mm-hmm. That's that's fine with me. What I, I, Super Bowl matchup would you like to see? Plowhawk wants Packers. I think the rest of us want Lions. I'd like to see Packers-Lions NFC title game. I think that would be fun. That means uh, you're going to Detroit. Yeah, I still think that would be fun. Give me the Bills on the AFC. It's going to be yeah. Ravens and Lions. You really think so? Mm-hmm. Wow. I think it is. Ravens defense has been very good. I very, think Lamar is actually healthy in a playoff run, which hasn't happened in That's years true. past. And I, I know they don't have a great running game, but, I mean, Odo Beckham Jr. kind of catching on late. You got Zay Flowers. I love their D. I think they're, they kind of work together. I think this is their year. But two fan bases you can really get behind, I think, are Buffalo and Detroit. Mm-hmm. If those two squared off. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing the Bills in there, too. Where I've is the, the Bills over the last uh, few years. Does anybody know? I don't have that information. Vegas. Vegas. Oh, gosh, yeah. How about let's, that? Let's, shouldn't have left. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, Bill, go Bills back. and Lions in Vegas. That town would just be lit up. Yeah. That would be incredible. I wouldn't mind seeing the Chiefs get in again just oh, because yeah. of all the bickering that goes on in this town. <laughs> I do not. I haven't seen enough of them, huh? They need to be humbled. What's the bickering going on in this town? What do you mean? Oh, people who root for the Chiefs and people who get mad that other people root for the Chiefs and people that hate the Chiefs and love the Chiefs and... I guess I don't get mad about it. I don't get it, but I don't, I don't get mad about it. It doesn't really upset me. Like, you know, the Rams I actively root against. Kind of yeah. the Cowboys, too. That was a good day mm-hmm. to see both those yeah, teams was. just kind of fall on their face. Yeah. To see Kroenke lose again was pretty nice. Yes, absolutely. He's, he's won a lot lately, too, in all fairness. Yes. And Jerry Jones yeah. losing. Got himself a Stanley Cup, NBA championship, yeah. and Super Bowl, and mm-hmm. a new building in L.A. Oh, my God. 
Oh, like, reason to we, we lost. Yeah. Dimoff was uh, tweeting out. What do you mean? We slayed the dragon. Celebrate yeah, the dragon. Slay the dragon. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Bill, okay, we're going. That's the consensus. Bills and Lions is, is the TMA pick of the year. Nope, I'm going Raven, but uh, yeah. I'll be fine with the Bills Lions. My expectation is the number one seeds. Niners, Ravens. Yeah, which is very boring, but that is actually my expectation. But I have to say that I really haven't followed the NFL closely this year because I didn't play Delhi Fantasy this year. So I am, I am coming from a square perspective in that I am not locked in. Well, how do you host Balloon Party? Uh, a lot of NHL. <laughs> <laughs> That's because Jackson wants it Jackson that way. Jackson wants it that way. That's right. You can't get enough. Yeah, this weekend in Memphis, I was like, enough of this basketball nonsense. We want hockey. Yeah, oh, were you out, were you outside wow, the stadium? Were you outside the stadium pushing for Memphis to get an NHL team? No, I would trade to get Memphis's situation. You'd trade the Blues for the Grizzlies? <laughs> oh my God, oh, I would too. Oh, oh. You Wait would? 22 minutes oh to answer God. that question. God. Yes, you would trade our St. Louis Blues for the Grizzlies. No, that might be the dumbest question yeah, you've ever asked in question. your life. I'm so. appalled at the answer I'm getting. I wouldn't do that, but. If you dangled an NFL for an MLB team, if I had to swap that out, I'm, you I'm trade the Cardinals now. <laughs> oh, my oh my God! What's going on people, here? Doug, people are destroying their careers right here on our <laughs> show. You could throw in the XFL, a kind of a just not locked in the Yeah, a little snack. <laughs> Take this league. You trade the, you trade Sport the Cardinals to be named for like later. the Chargers. <laughs> yeah. I, would, oh, I don't even know you anymore. <laughs> Doug, I, baseball, I loved it growing up. I, I mean, all those playoff runs, even the 96 game, who hit that triple? Dimitri uh, Young. Dimitri and, Young. Yeah. Yeah. And then Todd Stoudemire, like, later on gave up 1,000 runs. I mean, I was locked in. Not when I was born. Now, if this trade was determined that Moselock and DeWitt would be there for the next 20 years, I think I'm all in. I'm, uh, I'm with James. I think you need to trade him out. <laughs> I'm just listening to offers. I'm not saying this is what I'm suggesting I'd want to happen, but you know, I, yeah, I just love football so much and yeah. now it's all in on Mizzou. Cause I don't really have an, I don't have an NFL team. I have a rooting interest in at all. Right. So that's why I'm just a nerd about Mizzou right now. Big tough to win a 100% trade, a thousand percent trade the blues for the Grizzlies. Big tough. Doug. I wouldn't You'd triple your revenue stream for the city in a year, right? Like, I mean, Maybe, Maybe for the team, yeah, right. For the city, people traveling in, booking up those hotels. Yeah, tourist attraction. I mean, Kronky ideally, a, you could get both. You Kronky know, Kronky can... made a ton of money on the Rams here. It's not like he shared it with the city. Tim, that might be your Mount Rushmore of QSTA. Who was the county executive you had on uh, back three or four years ago? That was counterpart. Vince Shamel? No, that was the mayor. Oh, Gene McNary. Gene McNary. That was an Gene incredible McNary. Gene McNary, and interview. then I had Shamel in to give his side of it. And then, Jackson, what we do? We put together the sound bites and just did a, mm-hmm. a like kind of like a 30 for 30 on 101. Yeah, yeah that was that great. Was, I remember that. Was that. A, I was proud of that show because that way it's kind of like a resource for people. And I guess the reason I wanted to do that is it's real easy to, like, bitch about Stan Kroenke, but in order to really understand the story, St. Louis has blood on its hands. Yeah. I mean, you can point fingers all day, but is Stan Kroenke responsible for the state of St. Louis? I mean, I guess if, if you just want to point fingers, it's easy to say that, but that's not the truth. So with McNary and Shamel talk, telling that story, St. Louis had the Cardinals in their control. And uh, in the way McNary told the story is St. Louis had, uh, what was the name of that group of older guys? Civic Progress. Civic Pro- that's it, Civic Progress. And told Shamel, if you let them move out to Earth City, you'll never run for office again. Now, that? Shamel says, 
you'll never run, you'll never be, you'll never win another office again. I mean, it sounds like like a Godfather Peaky Blinders kind of mm-hmm. <laughs> setting. Uh, now, Shamel says that is not true and that Bidwell did not want to be here. And I don't know. I just, I, I, I don't know. But if you ask my set with both, and I tend to think McNary is more accurate. Well, it, it, if Bidwell would have gotten a stadium where he's not a second-class citizen in, in that stadium, I think they stay, right? Yes. Right. That was McNary. And, and then also that the, an NBA team reached out, and he believes it was the Spurs. Right. Uh, to be in that building as well, because it was going to be a, a dome in, uh, I guess, near where Rams Park mm-hmm. sure. was being. When they moved after the 87 season, yeah. Phoenix wasn't the, the huge sure. right. bursting right. city exactly. that it is now. That's right. 35, six years later, it's you could understand how someone would do it. Absolutely. But back then, it was still kind of, really, you're going to do this? Yeah. yeah I mean, we right. still had TWA and maybe mm-hmm. Southwestern Bell, AT&T, one of those. Yeah. T- yeah, I mean, so St. Louis in the 80s mm-hmm. was still bustling i mean top right. 15 20 market top back 20 for sure yeah Might i mean it's a, top 15 yeah that's I, I i think everybody not everybody the majority of people would agree that feels less insulting than when the rams left and mainly yeah. because of that letter on the way out and just that nobody was being sincere it didn't feel like i mean we certainly know dimoff wasn't being sincere but Cronky wasn't saying anything did he know in 2012 when he was interviewing Jeff Fisher? Wasn't there a rumor that he asked about how was your experience relocating the Oilers yes. to the Titans? Mm-hmm. That is correct. I mean, so that, and is that the interview when he was? Was that the last time he spoke publicly? And that then is you correct. guys, you, you said that I think yep. the Rams were moving. Mm-hmm. That was. That was. I remember opening up the show in January of 2012, and I said, Doug, what's your biggest takeaway from the? Jeff Fisher press conference that the Rams are moving. That was Doug's <laughs> mm-hmm. answer, and I'm like, yeah, because yeah. I'm sure we were talking about it before the show. I'm like. And we caught hell for four years because that was four years of, of that being the focal point of the show because you're saying something that people don't want to hear. But, you know, I mean, at, at, the, at the epicenter of doing a show, in my opinion anyway, is to be honest with your audience, whether they like it or not, which is why I'm, you know, just amused, I suppose, by what goes on now with guys playing characters on television or the radio. But, uh, yeah, we were, we were on that for four years. And there were there were ebbs and flows. It wasn't like it was... I never thought it was a done deal until it actually was a done deal. But then you do the autopsy on the, on the process and you look back and you go, holy crap. I mean, this thing was set up by yeah. the NFL to make sure that it went down. They certainly the wanted to move, even Absolutely. if it wasn't a done deal. The Grubman interviews right. were amazing. Uh, yeah, that was Those that were some of the most Because that was so transparently scummy. Oh, oh, oh. That God. dude was the worst person Did you person see him at each one of those town halls? Was uh, he at I wasn't one? at the St. Louis one, but I was the one in San Diego and Oakland. And he was there at all yeah, those as well? Yeah, and then there was a spokesperson for the NFL. I mean, it really is. It, it is kind of, you know, I made the reference to Godfather Peaky Blinders, but it really is. Uh, the Demoff texted me when I was in Oakland. I think I was in San Diego, but I was heading back up to Oakland, if I'm not mistaken, out of the Bay Area. And uh, he texted me uh, while I was in San Diego. I remember saying to my wife in the hotel, I go, I just got a text from Kevin Demoff recommending a pizza place in Oakland. (laughs) And the reason for that was it wasn't like, hey, check it out. It was to let me know that he knew what I was doing. And then later that week, he, he, I believe, I don't know, he had Mayor Butts, the mayor of Inglewood, who stood the mayor of Inglewood, canceled the thing where he was going to do an interview yeah. with me at a tour. Of that I remember. Site. So, you know. What station were you guys at? Was that 920? Yeah, 920. 920, yeah. Okay, okay gotcha. Yeah. yeah, so I I mean, I 
I paid for that out of my own pocket, but I'm like, I got a, we got a responsibility. This is the biggest, there, there won't be, I can't imagine anyway, yeah. there will be a bigger story no. than losing an NFL team, you know, mm-hmm. like, and in this case, again, and I'm like, if, if this stuff's going on and I kind of got a, a read on some of the things that are going on, we got an obligation to talk about it. Popular or unpopular, it doesn't matter. It's, it's a huge story. So I, I, I think it's disingenuous when the conversation comes up and it's like Stan Crocky, Stan Crocky, Stan Crocky. And that's where I present the McNary interview, the Shamel interview, and then also what went on in the early 1990s with James Bush Orthwine, who had the Patriots and then agreed to sell his interest. But then that was an exchange for St. Louis getting an expansion team. Right. But then St. Louis botched its own expansion effort. So that's why we were sitting here with an empty building that was outdated the moment it opened. And had to bend over and take whatever terms that John Shaw drew up, i.e. the top tier, top 25%, which then allowed them to leave. But if you have an empty building, you have no leverage in a negotiation. What do you say no to it and then continue to have an empty building in downtown St. Well, Louis? Yeah, they, so is that a Stan Kroenke's fault as well? No, and they already flopped on the expansion deal where they completely botched that, right? And it went to, was it Charlotte Jackson, or Jackson? Well, initially, they were going to announce both teams on one day, and St. Louis didn't have its house in order, That's so right. they delayed it and just allowed Charlotte and then they delayed it, I believe, for like a month. Right? To get Cronky. To, to, Gary Clinton was to, trying to do it. Right. They realized he didn't but have But he was money. at war with a guy named Fran Murray. Remember that? He wanted him as a partner. It turned out Fran Murray was kind of a huckster who didn't have any money. Right. He just wanted to be a part <laughs> so of it. So then they needed to get somebody. That's where Cronky enters the scene. Mm-hmm. Got it. And, and then because the house wasn't in order, they gave the team to Jacksonville, which I'm sure the NFL, with the benefit of hindsight, wouldn't mind having that one back. Sure. But they distrusted St. Louis. I think it was St. Louis, Memphis, Baltimore, Charlotte, and Jacksonville that were the five cities. So mm-hmm. they wanted St. Louis to have a team. They wanted St. Louis to have a team. What year? Was that 93? Probably 93. Something yeah. like that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. was Grubman ever deposed? Did he ever get subpoenaed and actually have to get deposed? That dude's living in a Malibu mansion oh, or a villa somewhere. That dude got paid and he gone. Yeah, I know he's not with the NFL anymore, but I was wondering if I, I know that. Oh, he was, one of the things throughout that process was, can't remember who told me, but like I said, we were working on this throughout it. Keep an eye on Grubman's relationship with the Rams and whether or not he winds up working with the Rams when it's all said and done. I mean, it's just so, you know. <laughs> but it's the fans' fault. It's Remember when he gave, us, he gave us the list of the three reasons why a team oh could possibly move? God. One of them was like, if the stadium's not good. But the reason number three was, if the owner wants to move. <laughs> so all, both of them in front like mean nothing. Uh-huh. The third one goes, okay, we can just move. Right, right. That dude was a pro. Like, what he, what he was hired to do... He did a great job of. Yeah. He was the villain. Yeah, he was it hated. shows how people can be hoodwinked. It was so... Mm. To, you know, obvious that that was so disingenuous. He was like and, a defense lawyer who would say just about anything. Oh, yeah. Anything. That's, that's, a, that's, an, yeah, that's a, nice, a crooked client. That's nice. Hook. That's a yeah. really nice play. That's mm-hmm. a great analogy. Puts on a PJs at night and goes right to bed without any worrying. Right. It's his uh, job. Yeah. Mm. And it worked. <laughs> perfectly, man. Mm-hmm. They did it perfectly. The thing is, it worked, but it was going to work no matter what because yeah. they, were, they, were, they weren't playing by any rules, you know? It, there wasn't there wasn't any way not for it to work. <laughs> and, and that's what you thought Cronky's angle was on January 12th in Houston, was there is no way I can go back to St. Louis now. I guess. I yeah. don't know. I, I don't know on that. I still don't think he wrote that letter. I think Kevin Demoff wrote oh, that sure. letter. Oh, sure, sure. 
Um, a smile on his face. But just, just if they want to be like, we can't go back to St. Louis after writing that letter, <laughs> you know? I mean, as dumb as that is, I think they had an idea that Stan's the only one who could privately finance it. Yep. So I get I get And that. then if you yeah. have Crocky's money and Jerry Jones's influence, and it's the Cowboys and the Rams and the market of Los Angeles, you know, fine. Totally, we'll we'll totally let Dean tag along because the guy, the other party involved is this goofball, mm-hmm. you know, Mark Davis. And I know people look at him like he's a total goof. I mean, he does the bowl cut thing in part as a joke because he can because he's so damn wealthy. He doesn't care. <laughs> but still, they didn't want the Raiders back there. So it was the perfect storm. The, the unfortunate element, I mean, there's so many unfortunate elements, but the thing that I think is most unfortunate for our region is that because the Rams left, the public thinks it was St. Louis's fault. And specific to the Rams leaving, it could have been damn near any market outside of like a New York, L.A., Chicago, Philadelphia, Dallas, you know, Miami. But if it would have been Kansas City, uh, if it would have been, I don't know what else would be kind of a mid-sized market. I mean, Green Bay, obviously. Indianapolis. But yeah. Indianapolis. Yeah. Baltimore mm-hmm. would have been the same thing. Whoever, whoever had the clause that allowed them out and whoever had an owner who could privately finance it, and keep in mind, Spanos and Davis couldn't privately finance it, they were going to get them there. It wasn't anti-St. Louis. It was just St. Louis happened to be the perfect mark. You know that. I would say 90% of NFL fans, and that might be generous, have no idea. Sure, and, and I also don't fault them for not knowing it, because I'm sure fans in Cleveland or Baltimore going back to the Colts uh, or Seattle with the Sonics, I know there's bitterness there over that they would have their stories on it. But I think it's unfortunate here because then it makes it look like St. Louis is a bad group of football fans. And in just reality, we just happen to have the owner. We have bad government. That's what we were the victims of. We had bad leadership Mm -hmm. that put ourselves in a spot where we were bent over and accepted terms that were absurd. I I know the DeWitts take some heat sometimes uh, on the free agent market, but we have great ownership on the two teams here. Oh, we do. Absolutely. Absolutely. The complete opposite. Mm Mm-hmm. I think they probably played out the Grubman angle just to wring every last dollar out of St. Louis before they left. If they hadn't acted like, well, we may not move, they'd have had a completely empty stadiums for the last year, year and a half, however long that lasted. So if they acted like, no, if you show up, maybe you can convince us not to move. Wouldn't it so be they'd easier get another 40,000 or so fans and take the, yeah, take you the might millions be right. that come with that. But wouldn't it be easier to move with an empty building? I mean, if you can show that to the NFL, look, we have no support here. we got to get out. Well, I think they were going to go one way or the other. They yeah, were. I do think that. I do think that. we got to wrap it up, James. Right, always great to see you. Congratulations a on a Bye, wonderful weekend in Las Vegas. Get my best to Jack agent. Jones. Okay. Yeah. Tout extraordinaire. Yeah. Uh, Glenn Betts Jewelers in business in St. Louis since 1941, operated by the third and fourth generation of the Betts family. The Glenn Betts difference is you are served personally. You're not sold. Glenn Betts Jewelers develops relationships through generations of your family as well. They get to know your likes, your lifestyle, and who and what you love. The three L's. GlennBetsJewelers.com, located one mile east of 270 on Manchester and De Pere. In the jewelry business, there is good, better, and then there is Bets. The Bets family passion for serving their customers has been passed down from generation to generation. It's Glenn Betts Jewelers. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for our design error, heating and cooling email of the day. <laughs> We have a, quite a leaderboard here, so this is going to be intriguing, Doug, to see what we got. Can you cook an egg with a hot steam radiating from my pulsating potty hole? Oh. Is that the first one? No is the answer to that. I was in search of a strong-handed leaking bull man to alleviate some of the tension in my neck. You see, my wife's father recently retired, so as a gift, 
I converted an old nitrous oxide powered Sibian into a jigsaw and turned his study door into a multifunctional foosball, poker, and milking table. Oh, yeah. The first night we shared it, he unleashed my kosher pork loin from its chastity cage. Oh, this is Dotum, <laughs> isn't it? It's Dotum. No, it actually isn't. Okay. And strummed my penile frenulum like the guitar Ashley Simpson played on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> The climax was so powerful that I passed out and slept the whole night atop said milking table that had been freshly glazed with the love and DNA that we both shared. I was wary that I wouldn't get his dairy. <laughs> Think about that one, Doug. That's, That's from horrible. Jimmy Stronglegs. Jimmy Stronglegs. The what subtle brilliance. Sentence? The subtle brilliance of kosher pork loin. Really I was funny. wary that I wouldn't get his dairy. Put That's that off. horrible. <laughs> what was the fellow's name again? Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Stronglegs. <laughs> Horrible stuff. What is kosher pork? Jackson just snorted a rail. That's so brilliant. There's no such thing as kosher pork, is there? That'd be accurate. So it makes us so so vexing. Yeah, it's kind of an like oxymoron. Vexing. Yeah. Bison charge into storms because they know they will reach safety sooner and they don't prolong their struggle. They just charge into difficulties head on because, hey, no, they are strong. What kind of email is this? And that's why I admire how strong Tim is and how he handles all the nitwittery he's surrounded by. Like this Iggy guy, the ink on your lease isn't dry and you move apartments. You just lay around on weekends. Your coworker KG in O-Town is on a trip to Cripple Creek you don't even know about. You fly in listeners from St. Francis County to have threesomes who throw up in your sink. You flip them in? I didn't fly that. <laughs> Francis County. I don't even know where they're from. <laughs> and, you, and use you like a hua. Oh. You feel used like a hua? I didn't know. But this email is about an apology to one of my male lovers. Yes, I should have told you I was engaged. Yes, I should have told you about my six dogs. But when you've just tapped the perkiest ass enhanced by fillers ever to don a pair of khakis in Hot Shots parking lot after an awards banquet, you'll do anything you can to be able to tap it again. I left a lot of meat on the boner I want to show you. That's from Fonda, and then the last name is Balls. Fonda Balles. That S is in a whole different syllable. Fonda Balles. I was ready to give up. My beard covered in coffee circles. The frigid north face of the breezeway had already claimed two others, and the promise of a warm pie crust and a Hispanic soap opera was all I had left to keep me going. I slumped to the ground, my empty barbecue grill in the near distance, a reminder of the hot ribeyes that were once stolen from me. Just as I took what I was sure was my last breath, I noticed that my feet were shockingly warm. The blood flowed through my talon-riddled tootsies, and I knew I would make it, all thanks to my fur-lined Colhan. Climbing shoes in tan, brown, or black for $69.95. That's in the taco-flavored kisser. Okay. War Jackson's tight little taint slipping into the open body of his tauntaun for a little snuggle. Taco-flavored kisser. He's been out a while, and he's back now. We've got a big problem on our hands, and I'd like to address the elephant in the room. The fan page is simply not what it used to be. Doug, do you feel like it's slipping? I don't notice it, really. I'm almost embarrassed to be a part of it at this point. For example, on Sunday night, a few moments after the Packers skull left the Cowboys, Plowsy posted a picture of himself as a young boy preparing for a tap dance recital oh, with you? absolutely zero explanation or context. <laughs> Perfect blonde comb-over, shiny black tap shoes, hands in pockets like Alanis Morissette in his cutest collared shirt. 
a fresh-faced 10-year-old from central Illinois with a cocky little smirk mm. standing in front of an open umbrella for some reason, ready to put on the dance performance of a lifetime and chase it with a delicious Kmart breakfast. Little did Chris and Gary Atkins realize that one day the little boy in the photo would grow up to say things on the radio like, what if ice fishing is just a secret way to have gay sex with your male mistress? <laughs> the saddest part is that Plowsy's photo only got 86 likes and nine comments. In the good old days, a picture of a sassy child dancer ready to click-clack across Canton would have broken Facebook. Now it barely gets noticed. Hell, the post about the best hostess fruit pie flavors got more engagement for crying out loud. <laughs> Calling all fan page members, step up your game. Mm. Stop posting videos of yourself playing saxophone and let's focus on supporting the twinks who are brave enough to share pictures of themselves preparing to do the Canton Shuffle. Do better, people. That's the JV Golf Coach. JV Golf Coach. Doug, what are you going to do to improve the fan page today? I guess uh, like Plowsy's picture. I was, I was wearing Tiger Woods, black and red. Oh, were you really? Were yeah. You yeah. You were a pretty good tapper? I was very good at Were you really? Like yeah. You're a tap dancer? Yeah, and then I realized, oh, I'm the only guy in this whole class. <laughs> <laughs> I started realizing that quick. So you quit? Yeah, I did. Then went ice fishing. No, so, then I played the piano. Then I went ice fishing. Yeah. Sadie Hawkins, Doug. 27 million streamed the Chiefs game on Saturday night. Taylor Swift's discography is full of bangers. Iggy lost money betting on fantasy football with Octung Baby and Mozart in his lineup. Plowsy suggests guys tell their wives they're going ice fishing when they're really meeting their male mistresses. But I think the lead is that we got clits in our mouths. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm starting to think this Dora Bear interview isn't going to happen. <laughs> Both are true. <laughs> I never really thought there was any chance she'd go full Manuel into porn given that she's making a comfortable living playing Hey Diddle Diddle. But I would have liked to hear the questions asked and Farigi to ask if he could sit in the corner getting berated while he watched her have sex and how that would really boost the revenue numbers. I love when the guy who is so poor that he begs for haircuts and mittens offers career advice to OnlyFans girls making millions of dollars a year. Doug, that's Buck Swope. Sure it is. Nice little email, Buck. And finally, morning, great show. Didn't listen. Anyways, wanted to check in on the email today prize I won back in 2017. Oh, no. I got an email from station management at the time saying I won an all-you-can-eat wing and beer party for 25 at Casa Gallardo. When I asked how I redeemed the prize, the response was, when we know, you'll know. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. That was during our, our stamp issue era. There was a stamp crisis. Yeah. So I figured half a decade was enough lag time to circle back on it. Pretty cool that you were gifting massive happy hour parties for email the day back then. And look at you now. Discarded bowling balls and boxes of porn sometimes. Artographed books that get handed off to strangers for mailing to never be thought of again. Single seat Stevens College ultimate cup stacking spectator tickets. And use towels that he's hacking on Facebook for a few nickels. Meanwhile, he's going out of his way to pay it forward to wealthy Ledoux house moms at the Frontenac Starbies. Continued success. Some Maury and Little Jack winners of prizes that have been stuck in transit through several presidencies. And while I have your attention, F you, Mardukas, and Wrangle and your family, Beer Cats. Hey. Doug, that's what we have for the Design Air Heating and Cooling Email today. What you got? Maury and Little Jack. Well, there were a number of good ones. I'm, I can't get past... I was wary I wouldn't get his dairy. <laughs> so I'm going to go with Jimmy Stronglegs. Yeah, I, I like Jimmy Stronglegs, but um, 
I'm going to go with Little Maury and Jack. God, I mean, great choices out there, but I am going, and I love the line of, when we know, you'll know, but I'm going to go with Jimmy Stronglegs. Oh, okay. Jimmy Stronglegs has shipped the Design Air heating and cooling email of the day. On any other day, I think, though, Maury and Little Jack win again. Time for us to shut it down. Jackson and I are going to be down in the hallway. Now, this is not going to go well, okay? No. But we're going to deal with it. He's announced he wants to trade the Blues for the Grizzlies. Yes. Yes, yes. That is coming up on the 101 ESPN channel on YouTube. Jackson and I'll have QFTA. Send your emails in. Tim McKernan at InsideSDL.com. For the plow for Action Jackson, for Kenny, thank you, Stroh, for my brother, Kevin Douglas, I'm Vaughn, and Tim McKernan. This has been the morning after presented by Brown and Croup.